Hello, and welcome back to the Sustainable Brown Girl podcast. This show exists to connect Black, Brown, and Indigenous women who are interested in sustainability. Our goal is to inspire, encourage, and educate each other. From gardening, to thrifting, to minimalism, to veganism, and everywhere in between. We are all on a journey to taking care of our bodies and our planet. I'm your host, Ariel Green. One of the great benefits of living a sustainable lifestyle is that you can save a lot of money. For example, by using a water filter and refillable bottle, you can save on buying single-use plastic bottles every week. Or by switching to reusable period products, you can save money on buying pads and tampons every month. Usually, there is a higher initial cost, but over time, your bank account will see the difference. Which brings me to today's guest. Today's featured sustainable brown girl is Ariel Maldonado. She's an online environmental educator and activist based out of Los Angeles. And she's the founder and owner of Go Green, Save Green Instagram page. Thanks so much for joining us today, Ariel. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's so nice. (laughs) Yeah. So let's just jump right into it. Tell us how you became interested in sustainability. Yeah, so um, I would say that it definitely started um, to really kick off my senior year of high school. Um, during or not high school, college. Sorry, uh, during my senior year of college, I really started seeing like a lot of videos online about the climate crisis and stuff like that, and it kind of seemed more and more like something that I couldn't just ignore. Um, but I wasn't really sure how to do anything about it, and I had roommates at the time, and I was trying to be more eco friendly, but like they didn't really care, and it was really discouraging for me to like feel like I was making changes, but then seeing like four other people like not making changes and then having that like outweigh what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I ended up doing was like, I mean, not that they didn't care. It's just, I feel like at the time it was still kind of like coming, like it wasn't as big of an issue yet or what, you know, like it was a big issue, but it wasn't like the front of everything, like how everybody's talking about now, you know? Yeah. Um, I was looking for an Instagram page, basically like mine. I figured somebody out there was sharing articles about this, but nobody was. And the only uh, pages I could find at the time uh, were like lifestyle, sustainable, like zero wasters, but Mm -hmm. I had nothing in common with them. They were, a lot of them were like suburban house moms and I was a super broke college student. And so the information, while it was like good, it also really wasn't useful or relevant to me because I didn't have the money to afford anything. So Go Green Save Green initially started out on like ways to save money and be eco-friendly when you're super broke. And it kind of evolved as like time went on. (laughs) Well, yeah. So now how would you say that it has evolved? You know, what has it evolved into? I would say that it's definitely um, evolved as I have evolved. So in the beginning, I thought that it was just, how do you be more eco? How do you switch out your toothbrush for a better toothbrush? How do you switch out a, a lighter for something better? Like what's better matches or electrical lighter, you know? So I had all these, um, I guess, preconceived notions of what being eco-friendly was the time. And that was just buy a better version of the thing you're already going to buy. But I didn't realize like that there was all these nuances, right? So as I was learning and as I was learning about like greenwashing and as I was learning about like 
how factory farming, you know, impacts like the ocean and stuff like that. Like I started sharing that. So um, I would say it's kind of followed my personal educational journey on like the environment. Um, I try not to make the page about me so much as the information present. That's what's really important to me because since I was really discouraged in the beginning um, of like following people because I didn't feel like they represented me, I was like, you know what? I don't want to do that to someone else. So I really want this page to be about the information. And that includes sharing things that might not even be relevant to me. So. Okay. Yeah. That's really interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And do you feel like, well, I guess you said it's not really about you, but do you feel like being a woman of color has impacted the way that you feel about climate change? Yes, for sure. Um, I cannot quote unquote buy my way out of it. Mm -hmm. Like I, I'm not going to be like, I don't even have AC. Right. So even something like as, yeah, as it's getting super hot in Los Angeles, like I don't even have air conditioning, you know, and I live in like a, um, like a predominantly Latinx neighborhood, like the kind of neighborhood where like you see people on the street and you talk to them in Spanish before you talk to them in English. So, um, yeah, I definitely come from somewhere that like, like the city next door to me is one of the most like toxic cities in LA. Like they have like toxic tours and there's only like 125 residents because it's like an incorporated city and like, yeah, it, it's literally like all factories. Like it's so like when you drive through there that it just smells bad, like all the chemicals and everything. So, I mean, definitely uh, I do, you know, they, they say they should like the studies show that people of color are like the frontline people to like be affected by this. Right. So. Yeah. And with you saying that, like, since black and brown communities are typically the most affected by climate change and like environmental pollution and stuff. I also notice on the other hand that a lot of people in these communities, especially, you know, the older generations um, don't really care about climate change. They feel like they have more immediate problems, you know, like money issues and stuff. Um, So what, how do you think that we can approach people, you know, who may be apathetic about climate change? Yeah. um, Honestly, like I get it because at, at a certain point, like when I started this, I was definitely like, I have no more than $50 in my bank account at any given time. And that's like on a good day. Um, So I get it when you're, you know, deciding like, oh man, am I going to buy this McDonald's knowing that like, it's probably not good for the environmental footprint or am I going to go somewhere and get like a salad, you know? Um, So it's definitely hard. I would say start with things that are like tangible to you, you know, maybe, maybe you don't need to spend your money, but you can dedicate free time. And if you don't have any free time, you know, you can at least maybe start to try to incorporate changes that are easy for you. So maybe like an easy one would be like, like for women, menstrual cups. I feel like I switched to menstrual cups at a time when I was super broke and it was literally the best change I could have made because I never had to worry about purchasing menstrual products like, um, or things like a safety razor where maybe you're putting up $30 up front, but like I bought my safety razor in like 2017, 2018, and it's 2020 and I still haven't needed to buy new blades for it. So that was like a really good purchase, you know? So like, Definitely. There are some things that if you go into them, they're a little bit more of an investment, but like they help save you money really like long-term. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Switching to menstrual cups was one of the first things that I did too. And it wasn't like a environmental, you know, like 
change thing. It was just something that I wanted to try, you know? And then later on, once I started thinking more about, you know, climate change and all that sustainability, and I was like, oh, this is a sustainable change that I made. (laughs) Um, So you post a lot of like news articles and stuff on Instagram about climate change and sustainability and stuff. How do you stay on top of the latest news? Oh my gosh. Uh, Twitter (laughs) and Instagram. I'm kind of addicted to my phone. I mean, aren't we all, but like, like I'm serious sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, okay, you just need to like put it down. I have an art practice as well. Um, and sometimes I'm just like, put your phone down and make something like just either that or like tend to your plants or like something, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes, like I have to do things that are like tangible, like outside, you know, outside of myself. Um, but yeah, I mean, I also follow a lot of other environmental pages. So if I don't pick up something, usually they'll pick up something and then I can research it. So it's definitely about following like a big variety of pages and not just getting your news source from any one thing. And then also I would literally just type in like climate change, environment, sustainability, fast fashion, or whatever into like a search engine. And I'll just see what pops up for the news. Um, It's pretty easy, but it keeps me up to date. And I find some pretty interesting articles. Like I didn't know how bad video games were for the environment, like outside of the discs and their plastic. Yeah. Video games are actually atrocious for the environment. And I didn't know Yeah. And I wouldn't have, if I didn't just type in like environment into like Google one day. And then like, I've seen like three articles written about how bad video games are. That's crazy. Why are they bad? Um, so like most, well, there's a couple things. First mm-hmm. off is that like when you're making the, okay, so I'm not a gamer or a tech person at all. So please okay. forgive. Yes. But when, when they're making like the, um, the, the little green board that has all your electrical stuff. That's not okay. the board. I don't know what that's called. Sure. We'll um, call it that. Yeah. <laughs> the little green board that has all the electrical things when they're making that the room needs to be like spotless, perfectly clean. So just the amount of effort that goes into cleaning a room and making sure it's that level of clean all the time, because mm-hmm. like specks of dust can like mess up the whole thing. Um, it takes like a lot of chemicals, a lot of electricity, a lot of like water and power. Um, also with new games, like I know that the PlayStation, the Xbox, they're moving to like the cloud. Now that there's the cloud, there's all these data centers that need to like store that stuff. So even though you don't necessarily have like a hard copy of like a disc in the plastic container, there you still have like um, the data centers who like wherever they are, you know, using up electricity, you putting out carbon, like it has to run, you know, it has to be somewhere. It's just out of sight, out of mind. Wow. That's very interesting. I had no idea. Yeah. And it's something <laughs> like if 90% of the all video game users switch to the cloud, the pollution is going to go up like 120% or something like that. Like just like in that sector, not total, but like the pollution that gamers make now, it'll go up 120%. Wow. So do you think that we could maybe like switch to like, um, you know, like solar with like solar power prevent that? Is there any way you think that we could prevent that type of I waste? I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I okay. Like, it's not my forte. It's just right. one of the interesting things that I have found, you know, yeah. that like I never thought about. I never even yeah. like it even crossed my mind, you know? Yeah. That's crazy. There are people that are thinking about it. Yeah. I'm not one of them. <laughs> yeah. 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 I got you. Um, so you post obviously a lot of different things on your Instagram page. 
Are there any topics that you see people are more interested in than others? Um, uh, I could tell you some that people are like, they get angry about. Okay, sure. Um, the, the one topic that I almost refuse to post about ever again, I did it once this year just to kind of feel the waters, but I've done it a few times and I was like, no, and I didn't do it for months was posting about dishwashers because mm. people get really upset when you tell them dishwashers are more eco-friendly. Like mm. it's just like dishwasher versus hand-washing. A dishwasher is only going to use a certain amount of water, right? Yeah. And hand-washing is not, but people that wash dishes by hand are like so proud of that. And they're like, you're never going to make me use a dishwasher. And I'm like, no, it's not. Like if you don't have, just, if you have one in your house, consider using it. Like, I'm not telling you, like, you have to go buy one. Um, but I mean, as far as things that people like, yeah, I don't know that topic. I literally have had to turn off the comments because people get so worked. It's like, you wouldn't expect it. It's so innocuous. I did it the first time and I was like, whatever. And then my comments blew up and I was like, whoa, 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 why is what's going on here? And like, I did it two more times, hoping that they would be better than the last. They were not any better. I had to turn off the comments the third time. I was like, I'm not even going to give you guys a chance. I'm just sharing this information. Do with it what you will. And then I did it once this year. And I wrote like a whole 10 page, like 10 paragraph. Like, this is why it's like, this is what I'm saying. It's not this. It's not this. It's not this. You told me this. It's not that. And like, I had to do like this whole pre-argument and like, it was pretty funny. But yeah, that's like one thing that. I didn't realize people would get so worked up over it. <laughs> yeah. I, when I first found out that dishwashers more were more eco-friendly, I was surprised, but like, I get it because when I watch my husband wash dishes, he is so wasteful. It irks me so bad. Like I don't even want him to wash dishes because he just leaves the water running and, oh, it makes me so angry. So yeah, I understand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was super happy. I hate washing dishes. I have so many better things to do with my time than washing so dishes. Like, I hate washing dishes. So you tell me dishwasher's better. Okay, done. Like, yeah. don't not say less. Like, yeah, so true. But for things people like, I think people like tips that actually seem attainable, um, mm-hmm. things that actually seem relevant. So it's cool to post about like solar panels and electric cars and stuff like that, but it's not necessarily feasible for everybody to do that. But when you start posting like little things people can do, I think people appreciate it. You just kind of also have to like balance it because like sometimes I have noticed that like, I'll be like, Hey, this is the thing you can do. And people will take it as like, I'm deflecting from these large companies Mm -hmm. that are making this huge pollution and this is how I could put it on you to do better and that's not the case at all it's just like at this point in the game we really need all the help we can get and like pointing out that 100 companies are like making more pollution than me and you is not wrong it's right but it's also not doing anything (laughs) like yeah right yeah um so what are some I know you mentioned earlier about the menstrual cup and the uh razor what are some other simple tips that people can do. Yeah. Um, composting my favorite. Yes. Let's talk about it. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Composting. So a lot of people think that composting is really hard and I get it because before I started composting, I had, I like, I don't even know if I had heard the word composting growing up that often. I think it was very, very, um, occasional. I don't know. It Mm -hmm. was not something that I grew up like being aware of. Yeah. Um, and so 
yeah, composting there, people are always like, I only have this much space or only have that or whatever, you know, if you have a backyard, if you have a patio, if you have a small apartment, if you have like a container or a five gallon bucket, like you can compost. I personally have a small one bedroom apartment that I've been stuck in all quarantine in the middle of LA, but I have been able to compost with worms for like two years now. Um, I literally just have like a storage container, like one of those big ones. I think I got it at Walmart like two years ago for like six bucks, like just one of those big black storage containers. Um, And I just literally throw in like veggie and fruit scraps and like newspaper, any mail that I was like going to shred, I can just throw in there and they'll eat it up. Um, People ask, what can you do with compost? I mean, it's like, it looks like dirt. You can literally just throw it like on some grass. Like if you have absolutely nothing to do with it, you could just throw it in like some public plants. You could sell it online. People buy it by the pound. Um, you could give it to your friends that are gardening. You could use it for your own plants. Like there's so much, but yeah, I use worms. So I bought like a thousand worms and I, I just have them housed in this container and they just eat my trash. And, uh, it smells really good. A lot of people think it smells really gross, but it smells like almost sweet. It smells, they smell like straight up flowers. Yeah. Because they're taking all the sugars and nutrients from everything you ate. And then they're just like breaking it down. So, and they don't escape and they don't overpopulate. They always want it somewhere dark and moist. So in the two years that I've had them, I think they've only escaped. One has escaped one time. Wow. That's not bad at all. Yeah. Yeah, they don't, they really don't leave. Um, but if you don't want worms and you have the space, they have like Templar composters. So it kind of looks like a barrel that you, it's like a barrel that has like a handle that you turn and it kind of turns with like all the trash inside and it kind of mixes everything. And um, it doesn't break down as quickly, but it still breaks down pretty quickly. And it's like kind of out of your way. It doesn't, it's not, you know, like, taking up a huge thing. If you have a backyard, you can literally just start throwing all your organic waste in a pile. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. There's all kinds of stuff you can do. So if you, if you're going to do it in your backyard in a pile, do you need the worms? No, you don't. If you're going to do it outside, you don't need them. The only, the only time you really do need them is if you're going to do specifically called vermicomposting. But if you're just like regular composting, it's called like trench composting, I believe. Um, is where you either like dig a hole or you just put it on your, on your back, like on the grass, or you can like build kind of like a box and then just start throwing stuff in that box and it'll start breaking down over time. Oh, that's really interesting. And so for your method, about how long does it take for the veggie scraps and the paper and stuff to break down? Um, I would say probably a few days. Like it doesn't really? take like, yeah, it, it, because worms will eat half their body weight in a day. So if you have like a thousand worms, you have about a pound of worms. So that means they can eat through about a half pound a day. Um, so they can go through it pretty quickly. Um, yeah. And I would say that I probably only check my box maybe once every six months, maybe. So maybe two to three times a year, if that. Wow. So yeah. then do you just you just like open it and throw stuff in there and then just close it back up. Mm -hmm. I don't even like, they don't need any maintenance. You don't have to like clean up after them. You don't have to like, they don't have. Yeah. I mean, I maybe open it and move stuff around maybe once every two months just to Mm -hmm. make sure it's still alive, but Mm -hmm. they are. And last year, the only time they died for me was last year. 
Um, and it happens a lot when people are learning how. So if they do die and you don't feel bad, but they died on me last year because I moved like three times. And so oh. it was like, yeah, it was, it was like a lot for them. And I couldn't keep up with them as much as I wanted to. So yeah, but I've been able to get another batch and they have since stayed alive. So it's all good. <laughs> That's awesome. I've been, um, I go to a community garden where I like have a raised bed plot and stuff and grow stuff. And they also make compost. So I just drop all my food scraps there. But my sister was talking about wanting to start her own compost bin. So I think that that'll be a really good option for her. Yeah. And I think it's way better than recycling because one, you're stopping all the methane and methane is like 25 times worse than carbon dioxide. So like with recycling, right, you're just collecting it and then you're like giving it to somebody else to deal with, but you don't Mm -hmm. necessarily like know what's happening. And there's like all these articles and accounts of recycling not getting done. So you think you're delivering it, but it's not happening. With composting, you can directly see like, oh, this is broken down into soil. So it's, it's a lot easier. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so some easy ways to start would be composting. What's something else someone else can do to reduce their carbon footprint? Yeah, um, definitely cutting back meat. Maybe you don't have to go cold turkey and cut it all out, you know, but just making little choices here and there. I mean, personally, I loved meat growing up. Like I used Mm -hmm. to drink so much milk, so much meat, like it was, it was a lot like a meal was not a meal if it didn't have meat in it. Um, but you can start making changes. Like maybe you can't give up your mom's like best dish, right? Like you're like, I'm not going to give that up. So don't give that up. But like, maybe when you go to lunch with your coworkers, you get like a veggie burger or something, you know, something where it's not like high stakes where you're like, no, that's too much for me. Like make it comfortable. Um, even things like bamboo toothbrushes, um, switching over to like bamboo toilet paper, like switching over to bamboo stuff is pretty easy. It's pretty, cause it's, it doesn't necessarily like require a new habit or a sacrifice. You're just kind of swapping out one thing for like another. I think those, those are always really good to get started because then it's easy and it's not necessarily dependent on you giving up or starting something new. So yeah, I like to say, Oh, shampoo bars, switching over to bars of soap instead of like bottles of soap yeah easy one yeah Uh, thrifting instead of buying firsthand that's pretty easy Mm -hmm. um what else yeah I mean even just like being conscious of like when you purchase something are you getting like a plastic version or like a wood version you know are you getting a metal version or a wood version are you buying things firsthand or secondhand you know like when you're getting rid of stuff is there somebody else that can use it you know like yeah Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I definitely agree that making those easy swaps in the beginning are the best way to, you know, start making those changes. Yeah. Don't feel like you need to start uh, with all the hard stuff first. Right. Or that you have to do everything at once. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So back to your Instagram page, Uh, you know, we're talking about you looking at all these different articles and stuff. So what is the most disheartening news you've read in regards to the environment? I don't know if there's a single piece of news because every time that I read like something really bad, you're always like, oh my God, this is so bad. How could it get worse? And then like a month or two later, there's like a worse headline. (laughs) So I I would say that like, 
being in this field is very disheartening at times because you see all of the um, stuff that's happening. You see all the like corporate greed kind of taking over. You see people really putting profits over like the health and well-being of other living things. Um, so I would say every every time that I see the clock get lower, where they're like, mm. oh actually we have less time. Oh, actually we weren't expecting to see this kind of stuff until 10 years from now. That is always pretty disheartening because you're like, crap, am I doing enough? How can I do more? How can I like hold these corporations accountable? How can I like become more involved in like organizations? How can I do things outside of like recycling, you know? Yeah. Um, How can I get others to do things out of recycling? But yeah, but equally on the other end, Uh, It's always super uplifting when you find articles of people who are getting together or have had like an environmental victory. So like whenever I see activists, like I think I saw yesterday that active environmental activists in India were able to get Amazon to have to clean up and pay for all of the mess that it had made, like all this and stuff. Yeah. So that's always like a really nice win whenever, whenever I read stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, so are you from LA? Were you like born and raised? Yeah. Um, so I was born in LA and then I kind of bounced back and forth between San Diego and LA because my parents were split and then my dad lived in San Diego moved in LA. So I was kind of from both areas. Okay. But I was born in LA and now I've been in LA for like years. <laughs> yeah. So they say like the coasts are gonna be um, you know, some of the first affected by climate change. Have you started seeing any differences from when you were a kid to now? Um, no, not, I mean, as far as like the weather and heat waves and wildfires go, yes. But as far as ocean levels rising, no. Although I do, whenever I drive by like the beach or anything like that, and I see beachfront properties, I'm always like, you're wild. Like, yeah. <laughs> like there's people that literally live on the beach. Right. And so you're just yeah. like, that's insane. Like yeah. to have kind of money where you're seeing this news and you're not bothered like that. Right. I'm sure they have the money. They probably have other properties elsewhere and they can just jet away yeah. if things get bad, <laughs> but for everyone else, it's kind of like, Oh no. Like, what do we do? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So, well, I live in Georgia and yeah, I mean, I agree. It's, I would say like some of the things that I see most is like the temperature changes, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's still like in the eighties here when normally like around Halloween, it's, you know, like in the sixties. So that's, yeah, it, it just cooled down here too. And it was like in the eighties until like Friday, I think was the first day, which is crazy. Yeah. It's super crazy. Um, let's see. Well, is there anything else you want to talk about? Um, let's see. I, oh, what are your favorite changes you've made? (laughs) Oh, my favorite changes I've made were definitely the menstrual cup. I think it's like the easiest, the greatest thing ever. Um, if you're not into the menstrual cups, of course you can go like with the, um, like period undies and, you know, other options like that. Um, like my reusable water bottle, I used to be a like Aquafina girl. That was, it was, it was a tough change, Uh but, um, like it's been, you know, really good since then. And then like, I feel like some of the best and 
best ways that you can make changes that um, you'll see like the biggest difference are in the kitchen and the bathroom. So in the kitchen, my favorite change is like these silicone bags um, or like like the reusable uh, Ziploc bags. So like those have been a game changer. I use them all the time. <laughs> yeah, I like those. I also like beeswax wraps. Oh, I couldn't get those to work for me. I think I just bought a cheap brand, but they are. Sometimes if you get, I tried to make some and they came out okay, but then Mm -hmm. I, somebody had given me some and they were like good quality and they like changed it. No, like they, I was like, oh, okay. I get it. Like (laughs) I get it. Yeah. (laughs) But there's so many different swaps out there. You just kind of have to find like what works for you. Yeah. All right, Ariel, um, what do you love most about being a sustainable brown girl? Ooh, okay. <laughs> Here's one. Whenever I tell people that I'm like, and I'm, okay, so I, it took me a long, long time to start talking about my page publicly. Like it, I, it's not something that I'm necessarily like, Hey, I have this Instagram page, blah, 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 blah. It usually takes me a while before I tell somebody that. Um, so if I meet somebody new, it's, yeah, like I said, it's not the first thing I mentioned to them, but whenever I do get to a point where like it either comes up or I mention it to them, it's always really funny to me that they always are like, oh, I, I recycle. Like, they, like, people <laughs> start to like, like start to like panic. And I, I don't, I don't want to do that. Like, I'm not trying to make people uncomfortable or guilt anyone or try to make, you know, try to like pressure people. Like I'm an environmentalist. What are you doing? Like, it's, it's not like that, but people always start to kind of like, freak out or panic um also I think it's pretty awesome when like I uh am able to teach people like new things so like for example there was this kid in Georgia there was like a teen in Georgia who like messaged me one time and he was like hey I read your post about composting and I wanted to try it and I was like okay cool and so he's like do you have any more resources so I sent him some links didn't think much of it and he's like okay cool I'll send you some pictures later and I was like okay and like I didn't, again, think much of it. And then like two weeks later, he sends me videos and he started vermicomposting and he sends me videos of all his little worms and stuff. And I was like, oh my God, like, how did I impact this teen in Atlanta, Georgia? Like, that's crazy. It just, it was really nice because it was like a moment where I know it would have never happened if I didn't have my page. And I know that like a lot of people tell me, you know, like, I like that you put like woman of color, like in your bio, it kind of makes me feel like, okay, this is a perspective that like I can more identify with and stuff like that. So I feel like there's definitely like, um, connections that I like make with people where they're like, okay, I kind of try to remain semi ambiguous of like what woman of color means, because I don't want it to be like, oh, you know, I'm this woman of color and you're not this woman of color. Like we're two different ones, you know? So like, to me, I don't want to focus on like the identity politics so much of it, just so much as like, Hey, this is coming from like a perspective that like a lot of people can kind of share, you know? Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. That's awesome. I love that you're sharing so much information that is so useful and like changing people's minds about things and just, you know, just arming them with more information to improve their lives and hopefully the lives of others too. So tell everyone where they can find you. Oh, you can find me on Instagram at go green, save green, no dashes, no periods, just at go green, save green. Um, on Twitter, you can find me, although I'm a lot less active. I'm trying to change that, but on Twitter, you can find me at go green, save green. So G R E and then two 
two. Yeah. G R E two. So it's kind of, we can write it down in, in a bio or something, but yeah. Um, that's, that's where you can find me. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us, Ariel. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, I love, yeah. It's also nice to meet another Ariel because that doesn't happen very often. <laughs> no, it really doesn't. <laughs> it feels kind of weird. I'm like, oh, this is another Ariel. Yeah, right. But in the wild. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks, girl. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much for listening to this Sustainable Brown Girl podcast. Be sure to subscribe and share it if you loved it and leave a review. You can find us on Instagram at Sustainable Brown Girl and check out our Facebook community. We would love to have you there. Until next time, let's continue to make healthy choices for the health of our planet and the health of our bodies. Thanks for listening.